All right, we're there in the book of Romans, Romans chapter number 15. And tonight, of course, is the last Sunday of the year, it's the last day of the year, and it's the last service of the year. And tonight I'm preaching a little bit of a special sermon, a unique sermon. Um, and to be honest with you, to even call it a sermon, I'm not even sure that I should call it a sermon, but uh, I'm going to be speaking about the subject, and I'll just give you the title, I guess, of the sermon. The, the sermon's entitled, Where We Go From Here, and the subtitle is, Things We Would Like to Accomplish in 2024. And I, I want to give you some thoughts and, and give you some instructions regarding this coming year. And like I said, it won't be, we'll look at some scripture, it won't be much of a sermon, and I, and I apologize for that. I, I did that tonight because I figured there would be very few uh, guests with us maybe on New Year's Eve, but... Uh, if you are a guest tonight, uh, I just want you to know that this is not the sor- normal type of sermon that we have here uh, on a Sunday night or any, any service. Uh, but I want to speak to our church family tonight regarding uh, some things that we have done and some things that we uh, are going to do. And I guess this would be more a little bit of like a State of the Union address or State of the Congregation address. Um, and hopefully that, that helps. I, I do want you to notice there in Romans chapter 15, if you look down at verse number 22... The Apostle Paul says this, For which cause also I have been much hindered from coming to you. This is, of course, Paul writing to the church at Rome. I want you to notice that Paul was always trying to accomplish something for God. He always had something on his to-do list that he was trying to do. Notice verse 23. But now having no more place in these parts and having a great desire these many years to come unto you, wheresoever I take my journey into Spain, I will come to you. So he's telling them that he wants to come to see them in Rome, and he says, whensoever I take my journey into Spain, I will come to you, for I trust to see you uh, in my journeys and be brought on my way hitherward by you, if first I be somewhat filled with your company. Notice verse 25, but now I go unto Jerusalem. And of course, he, his, his plan was to go to Jerusalem, but once you notice in verse 24, we see that he had a plan to take his journey into Spain. He wanted to go into Spain. In verse 25, he says, but now I go unto Jerusalem to minister unto the saints. Look down at verse 28. When therefore I have performed this and have sealed to them this fruit, I will come by you into Spain. And I am sure that when I come unto you, I shall come in the fullness of the blessing of the gospel of Christ. And I want you to notice that here, Paul is giving us his desires for things that he wants to do in the future. He says, I want to take my journey into Spain. He says, but now I go unto Jerusalem. Now we know that when he went to Jerusalem, he was arrested and he ended up in Rome. And as far as the apostle Paul going to Spain, the Bible does not document for us that uh, Paul ever made it to Spain. We know that he went to Jerusalem, he was arrested, and then Uh, There was a whole thing there where he ended up in Rome and went through a series of different trials. The Bible never tells us that Paul made it to Spain. Traditional church history tells us that uh, Paul died in Rome, uh, but that's not Scripture, and we have to take that with a grain of salt. There is some traditions out there and some folklore that says that Paul did make it to Spain, and the truth is we don't know. We, we We don't know if he made it to Spain or not. The point that I want you to see is that whether he made it to Spain or not, Paul always had things he was trying to do, he was trying to accomplish. He 
he said, look, I've, I've done everything I can here. Look at verse 23. He says, but now having no more place in these parts. He said, I've, I've, I've done everything I can do in these parts. He said, I'm going to go to Jerusalem. He said, I want to see you guys in Rome. He said, I want to take my journey into Spain. There was always things that he was trying to accomplish. And what I want to explain tonight is give you a little bit of a review of this last year and things that we've accomplished and done here at Verity Baptist Church. And then I want to explain some things that I'd like for us to accomplish in 2024. And that's why I've entitled the sermon, Where We Go From Here, Things That We Would Like to Accomplish in 2024. Now, let me just, by way of introduction, kind of give this disclaimer. The problem with a sermon like this, and this is not my first time preaching a sermon like this, and this is why I know it. The problem with a sermon like this is that it may scare some of you. And I tend to be a little bit of a visionary leader, and as a visionary leader, I'm always envisioning what we can do and more that can be accomplished, and I've learned over the years that I have to be careful how much of that vision I share because not everybody has the same type of vision, and some of you get scared when you hear me talk, and we've even had people quit the church after I preach a sermon like this because they're just like, I can't handle that, which to me is really interesting, but uh, so anyway, don't get scared, Okay. Uh, we'll be fine, uh, and, and the Lord will, will help us. Don't quit the church as a result of this sermon. I mean, out of all the sermons to quit the church over, this is not the one you want to do that with. The other kind of issue with preaching a sermon like this is that when I outline for you the things that I'd like for us to accomplish in the next uh, 12 months, you know, I might, I'll, I, I, I'll outline 15 things for you, and, and it, this is just kind of the way it is. I might stand up here tonight and say, here's 15 things I'd like for us to do in 2024. And at the end of next year, we might do 14 of those things successfully. And one of you is going to come up to me and, and throw it in my face, the one thing we didn't do. And that's just human nature. That's just, it's always interesting to me. People who do nothing uh, want to uh, complain about those of us that are attempting to do something. Well, you know, as far as we know, Paul never made it to Spain either. But I, I think he accomplished a lot just trying to... I'd rather tr attempt to accomplish great things for God. I, I think I preached about it at the Red Hot Preaching Conference, but my attitude is this. Let's just try. Let's try to do something good for God, great for God. Uh, so anyway, don't. these are things I'd like to see us do. Obviously, I don't know what a day it will bring forth. I don't know uh, what will happen next week. But if the Lord allows and the Lord permits, then these are things that I'd like for us to, to do. Now, let me just begin with a little bit of a review. And like I said, this is not going to be much of a sermon, all right? And I apologize for that. Usually, we get... Uh, really heavy into scripture, and this might be just a little bit of a different type of sermon. I would like you to go with me to the book of James, if you would, James chapter number four. If you start at the book of Revelation and go backwards, you'll go past the book of Jude, third, second, and first John, second, and first Peter, and then into the book of James. Uh, and do me a favor, when you get there, put a ribbon or a bookmark or something there. James, uh, going backwards, Revelation, Jude, third, second, first John, second, and first Peter, and then the book of James. While you go there, let me just give you a little bit of, of uh, review for this last year. Let me just uh, give you some uh, average attendances. Of course, we track the attendances here. And let me give you the attendances that we uh, finish with. Now, these are uh, according to last week. So the numbers for this week have not been inputted into this, but I don't, I don't think it'll make too much of a difference, but we just want you to be aware of this. And I do want you to know that these are this is an average for the year. Obviously, the church always begins. We, we grow every year, so the numbers begin smaller at the beginning of the year, and they end larger. But this is an average of the whole year. Uh, but for this year, 2023, we averaged a weekly soul winning attendance of 118 soul winners a week. So praise the Lord for that. 
And uh, we had an average attendance of 227 in church on Sunday morning. We had an average Sunday night attendance of 175. And we had an average Wednesday evening attendance of 200. Um, just to give you some, some days to kind of compare that with, and, and, and obviously the average goes up and down uh, based off the days, but this, this last Easter of 2023, we had 270 in church for Easter. Uh, for Red Hot Preaching Conference, which is, of course, our big day for the, kind of the new IFB, uh, we had a high attendance of 433. For our Family and Friend Day, which is our church's anniversary in September, we had a high attendance of 278. And just the last week, I think it was, for Christmas Eve, we had a high attendance of 272. Uh, so just to kind of give you an idea of, of, and like I said, this is the average. We start in January, and, and as the church grows, we average all those numbers out. Just to get an idea today, and today we had, you know, families that were sick and whatever, uh, but this morning, we have 236 in church on Sunday morning. Uh, we have 187 in church tonight, so that maybe gives you an idea. The, the high for 2023 for a non-holiday Sunday, so just a normal Sunday where nothing special was going on, not Easter, not whatever, uh, we have 262 and 260 were the two just regular, normal Sunday, nothing special going on. Uh, so praise the Lord for that. Those are all good numbers there, and we're happy with that. And then just some highlights for this year. And I'm just highlighting some things that are unique uh, to our church uh, to this year. I'm not going to talk about all the things we normally do, uh, but here are some things that just were kind of unique to this year. Uh, this year, we held our first annual uh, Next Generation Youth Rally, uh, so praise the Lord for that. That was a, a huge success. Uh, this year, we won a lawsuit, so we got sued, we fought, fought it, won it, and got a $10,000 check, so that worked out well. And uh, praise the Lord for that. I think that's worth a round of applause. Praise the Lord. <laughs> and um, let's see what else happened this year. Oh, yeah, we bought a building. That's a good one. Uh, praise the Lord for that. I deserve a round of applause. <laughs> praise God. Um, we had a group of our church family that went out uh, to a mission trip in the U.K. Praise the Lord for that. And then, of course, we ordained Pastor Stuckey. Um, Evangelist Stucky as pastor of the churches there in the Philippines. So those were all success, uh, successful things that happened this year, and uh, praise the Lord for that. So that's last year. That's the last 12 months. Now let's talk about the next uh, 12 months. And like I said, this is a little bit of a different type of sermon, uh, maybe unique, but there's a lot of questions that my wife and I have been getting, and a lot of dates that people have been asking for, and it's been difficult to kind of mark some of these things down because we've been a little bit in limbo uh, trying to figure out where we are and what it is that we're, we're trying to do and, and, and when we can do it. But uh, let me just give you uh, some of these dates, and maybe you can jot these down. Uh, regarding the new building, of course, one of the big accomplishments, one of the biggest things that we've been dealing with this year is that our church purchased a 400-seat auditorium sitting on four acres, beautiful property over there uh, that requires a lot of work, and we've been working at it. Uh, but regarding the new building, uh, well, let me talk about this building. The last service here at this current building, 320 Harris Avenue, is going to be Wednesday, January 24th. Wednesday, January 24th will be the last service here. And the first service at the new building, the 4191 Norwood Avenue uh, property, is going to be Sunday, January 28th. So just go ahead and make a note of that. 
Last service here is January 24th. First service there, January 28th. We have to be, we're done. Our lease is up here on the 31st. We have to be out of here on February 1st. So the first service over there will be Sunday, January 28th. And that's going to be whether that building is ready or not. All right. So if whatever, if there's no carpet or whatever, we're just going to uh, move in and deal with it. Um, because we don't know that we have the option to stay here longer, and even if we do, we don't have the money to be paying, making a payment there and making a payment here. Uh, so January 28th, many of you have been asking, that's, that's the day. Uh, now on that day, that's going to be a, what I'm calling a soft opening. Uh, that'll just be for our church family. We'll let our church family know. Of course, I'm letting you know now. We'll, we'll send a text out or emails and whatever and let people know um, that... We're starting to hold services over there on January 28th. However, that, that won't be our grand opening service, okay? Our grand opening service uh, will be uh, Easter of 2024, which this year is Sunday, March 31st. And that'll be when we really push it to the community and, and all of that. That'll be our big grand opening. We'll have a soft opening January 28th, and maybe that'll give us several weeks to kind of fix all the different things that are, that are lacking. And then we'll plan on having a big grand opening service Easter, March 31st, 2024. Now, there are some other things that I'm going to talk about tonight that I want you to be aware of uh, for this coming year, but just, just know this, that anything that I say after this, all of this is hinging on the fact that we are moving into that building, all right? So anything else that I announce from here forward for 2024, none of that is going, we're not even going to begin to work on any of that or do anything towards that until we are fully situated uh, in that building. So I, I just kind of hope you understand that and, and have that disclaimer. Um, I do want to say this, because like I said, people have been asking a lot about, we, 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 we have a lot of activities and things that we put on here at our church. And over the last several weeks, we've postponed a lot of those things, just things that we normally do, um, we haven't been doing because of the work days and all of that. When we move into that building in February, our goal is to try to get back to our normal, regularly scheduled program uh, as quickly as possible, all right? Now, I'm not making any promises, but we're going to try to get back uh, to some normal things. So I'm hoping in February uh, we'll be able to have our married couple sweetheart banquet like we normally do for the couples. Um, we'll have our homeschool Valentine's Day party, of course, for the homeschool kids. Uh, but I'm, I'm, I'll tell you right now, we are not, in February, we're not going to have I Love My Church Sunday, not this year. And it's just not, not going to work. We'll bring it back uh, the year after. Um, but as far as big Sundays or whatever, none of that's going to happen until Easter uh, this year. So we just want you to be aware of that. Um, that's regarding the new building. Now let's talk about the conferences, because again, people are asking about conferences, and I understand that you need to take time off of work and figure out your schedule. So let me just give you some thoughts regarding conferences. We are moving forward uh, with the Next Generation Youth Rally, the second annual Next Generation Youth Rally. It is scheduled for April 9th and 10th. Um, of this year. Uh, so just make a note of that. If you've got a teenager, 13 to 19 years old, they're welcome to be part of the youth rally. We had a great time last year. I think it's going to be great. Uh, again, I will say this. We need help, and we could use your help. And if you're able to help with the youth rally, if you were part of it last year and you can help this year, please talk to me. Please talk to my wife because uh, we, you know, this is coming upon us, and, and, and we want to do this, and we want to have this uh, for the young people. We already have a lot of 
people that have uh, signed up from around the country to come. So we're moving forward with the Next Generation Youth Rally, April 9th and 10th. Now let me talk about the Red Hot Preaching Conference. So the, this last year was the eighth annual Red Hot Preaching Conference. And I mean, the Red Hot Preaching Conference, I don't even know what happened with the Red Hot Preaching Conference, but it's just, it's like the biggest event of the year uh, for the new IFB. And I'm thankful for that. Um, but this, this coming year will be the ninth annual Red Hot Preaching Conference. So let me just give you a couple of things. First of all, we're moving the conference to June. We have historically held it in July. We're moving the conference to June. We want you to be aware of that. Let me give you the dates, June 20th through the 23rd. June 20th through the 23rd of 2024 will be the dates for the Red Hot Preaching Conference this year. The reason for that, uh, there's lots of reasons for that, but I'll just give you kind of the main reason for that, is because the, though that property is beautiful over there, one thing that, that is not the greatest about that property is that the fellowship hall is a lot smaller uh, than the fellowship hall that we currently have here. And we use our fellowship hall a lot. We have a lot of events and things. Uh, so we're thinking that a lot of the things that we usually do in the fellowship hall on that property are going to have to be done outside, which is not a problem because we have four acres of land. Uh, but, but we think that having some of these things outside in June is going to be more pleasant than July. Uh, so we're moving it to June. So we want you to be aware of that. June 20th through the 23rd is the ninth annual Red Hot Preaching Conference. So up to this point, these are things that are pretty much probably going to happen. Obviously, I don't want to, I, 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 I'm not God. I don't want to speak and, and say these things are all for sure going to happen, but these are already in play. We're already preparing and, and getting uh, some of these things ready. Um, the things that I'm going to talk about going forward, uh, some of these things we've already started working on, but these are less of a, you know, if, not, if just things don't go well, with us moving into that property or whatever, you know, they, these are things that I'd like to see us do, uh, but let's pray about it and let's work towards that goal. Before we go there, let's look at James chapter 4, just real quickly, James chapter 4 and verse 13. This wants us to get a biblical context uh, for kind of planning for the future. James chapter 4 and verse 13 says this, Go to now, ye that say, today or tomorrow, we will go into such a city, and continue there a year, and buy, and sell, and get gain, whereas ye know not what shall be on the morrow. And here, James is teaching us that we need to be careful about being these individuals who say, I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do that, because the truth of the matter is, we don't know what shall be on the morrow, for what is your life? It is even a vapor that appears for a little time, and then vanisheth away, for that ye ought to say, and this is what I love, I love this verse, he says, here's what you ought to say. And, and, you know, sometimes people will take these verses and say, this says that you shouldn't plan. That's not what it's saying. It's not saying that you shouldn't plan, it's saying you shouldn't be arrogant in your planning and saying, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. What he says in verse 15 is this, for what ye ought to say, what you and I should say is this, if the Lord will, we shall live and do this or that. The problem is not with planning to do things. The problem is understanding that God is in control, and if God wants to change it, then God can change it. And I just want you to understand that. Uh, I want to explain some things that I'd like for us to, to see us do in the next 12 months, but it is with the attitude, if the Lord will. If the Lord will, we shall live and do this or that. But now you rejoice in your boasting, such rejoicing is evil. Look at verse 17. Therefore, to him that knoweth to do good, and doeth it not to him in his sin. Uh, so there's some things we want to accomplish. I hope there's some things you want to accomplish uh, this coming year, and it should be with the attitude, if the Lord will, if the Lord will. Uh, so let me give you some, uh, some thoughts regarding some things uh, coming uh, this year. Uh, number three, and you don't have to take notes on this. This is just for me. First, we talked about 
regarding the new building. Second, we talked about uh, regarding conferences. Third, something that I'd like to see us do in 2024 is to launch a biblical leadership institute. And now this is not going to matter to probably 95% of you. There's probably a handful of guys that actually would care about this, and that's okay. Um, I just, I care about this, and I want you to be aware of this. In the past, we've had a spiritual leadership class, and it was a class that we held every month uh, to train men, not only in leadership, but for the ministry. And of course, with all the busyness of this last year and the workdays and all that, we've uh, put a pause to that. But that pause has been good because there's some things about that class that I didn't like, um, mainly the people. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Not the people. Um, there were some things. I, I just wanted to reformat the class. Uh, so I've taken the last several uh, weeks to, to work on that, and we are reformatting it, updating it, and I'd like to relaunch it in kind of a new format. Instead of a monthly class, um, we're going to uh, be doing uh, some courses that will take you through several weeks and then, and then have a break so that it's not a year-long uh, commitment. And I know s- most of you aren't going to care about that, and that's okay. Some of you men um, have been looking forward to that and asking about that, and we will have more details for you. I'll have more details for you as we go closer, but that is something that I definitely want to work on this year and see if we could launch the uh, Biblical Leadership Institute, and um, Brother Oliver has been working closely with me uh, regarding that already. So we've got things um, underway. Another thing I want to talk about is the missions emphasis, uh, missions emphasis for 2024. Uh, So just so you kind of understand the new IFB philosophy of missions, there are two ways in which a church can be involved in missions. One way is what we sometimes refer to as the do-it-yourself missions, the DIY uh, missions, which is where we try to push Uh, missions within the local congregations and get our church people to physically get up and get on a plane and go and and be involved in missions work. And I'm thankful for that because in most churches, um, missions is just people giving money and for other people to go. And I think it's good for us to get involved uh, in, in the Great Commission as well. However, there's another way in which missions work can be done, and that is through the support of full time missionaries. And that is what our church has done. Of course, we uh, had uh, Pastor Stuckey, who we trained here, and and sent, and we support him as a full-time missionary. So instead of him spending five years of his life running around begging for $50 a month or something from churches, we just support him as a full-time missionary and sent him off. And, uh, And he, in the last several years, has started three churches there in the Philippines. Uh, and, and, and let me say this, supporting both types of missions work, are both are, are good and both are biblical and both have their place. But, but I will be clear about this. The full-time mission support is more important because that's actually getting a man out there to start a church uh, to, to not only get people saved, but get them baptized, get them discipled, get them connected to a church. Um, I'm excited about the do-it-yourself missions. I think that's good, uh, but if we're going to focus our attention or be imbalanced in one way or another, uh, it will be to start churches uh, in locations. And um, so there's these two ways uh, of doing it. Because we have our full-time missionary that we support, you know, we've gone, I, I feel like our church has gone a little away from the do-it-yourself missions trips 
um, which is fine. Obviously, when we first started in the Philippines, we had a lot of those things going on and things like that, kind of backed off from that. So I'd like for us in this uh, coming year, I'd like to see us get back uh, to some of that uh, do-it-yourself missions trips. And, um, and along with that, I want us to continue to train and send out full-time missionaries. I would love for our church one day to have two, three, four, ten full-time missionaries that we just support that we've sent out uh, into uh, the world. So something that I would love for us to do as a church, and at some point next year I'd like to see if we can launch this, is to have a missions emphasis night uh, here at our church where we focus on missions, and of course we focus on what our missionary is actually doing over in the Philippines, but also uh, to let you know about upcoming missions trips and uh, ways that you can get involved. By the way, let me just say this, since we're talking about it, Verity Philippines is hosting a missions trip in February of 2024, uh, Monday, February 19th through Sunday, February 25th. So if you'd like to be a part of that, please do so. It's a super receptive, English-speaking it's part of the Verity family, and uh, we'd love for you to be a part of that. But we want to do more to promote upcoming missions trips uh, within the new IFB, uh, especially for English-speaking countries so that you can be a part of that. And that's going to require some, some work. There's so much missions going on, and there's so many new IFB churches now, it's hard to keep up with what everybody's doing. But we're going to figure that out, and, and, and we will we'll have a missions emphasis night uh, to do that. One thing that I would like to see our church do as well is to plan some missions trips to Spanish-speaking countries. And I think we've got the English-speaking countries covered, and praise God for it, uh, but I have a heart uh, for Spanish-speaking uh, missions, and I'd love to see us move in that direction and begin to work on those things uh, in 2024. Uh, along with that, let me talk about Spanish work. I I'd like to see our church in this coming year translate written content into Spanish, and we've got a lot of content that we use for soul winning and things like that, but uh, I want to see some of that translated into Spanish, and there are some of you that can help us with that, and, and I hope you'll make yourself um, available to do that, uh, not only for the Spanish communities here that live in Sacramento, but of course, uh, along with some of these missions trips to Spanish countries, um, we'll need some of this material. I'd also like to see us start hosting um, maybe some Spanish church services and things like that. Um, but like I said, that, that'll require you stepping up and helping, and that'll require us getting past some of these things like that building right now and uh, whatever. So just be aware of some of those things. These are some things that are on my heart. They've been on my heart for a long time, and we haven't accomplished all of it, but, you know, we're not done. Um, I think we're, we, we, we still have a long ways to go. If God permits, if the Lord will, um, then we, we can work towards these things. Okay, let's talk about the finances, financial future uh, for, for the church. And my goal was to be done at 8. It's 7.54, so we, we can be done here in a few minutes. But let me just give you, like I said, this is not much of a sermon. Um, I mean, I'm probably still better, better than the average, you know, liberal preacher, but um, this is not, not normal for us. But let me, let me more Bible, and I, I already said more controversial things than the average preacher, and I'm not even sure what I said, but anyway, financial future. Um, of course, we are having our vision offering this year, and my goal is for us to raise uh, the same, if not more, um, money this year at this year's vision offering than we did last year, all right? 
Let me give you some dates. All of you are writing down the Red Off Preaching Conference dates, but some, you're probably not going to write this one down, but that's okay. Uh, vision offering this year is scheduled to be Sunday, March 3rd. Sunday, March 3rd will be the vision offering uh, this year. And my goal is for our church, Lord willing, to raise the same, if not more. The same, if not more. Now, let me just remind you this. Last year, 2023, for the vision offering, our church, this, this little church next to Methadone Clinic, raised $169,514.36. That's amazing. That's a testimony to the generosity um, of our church. And we're, we need to do that again, all right? Um, and, and I'm praying for that, and I'm asking that you start praying for that. Start praying for the vision offering. Look, it is, it is December 31st. This thing is not till March 3rd, but I'm asking those of you who pray, would you just please put this on your prayer list? And, and would you pray for this upcoming vision offering? Because we need to raise uh, some serious money uh, to, to help our church go forward, especially with this new building. So here's some things we'd like to do financially. Uh, first of all, we need to finish the work and the remodel that has already started over on that property. So that obviously needs to just come to an end and, and, and get that done uh, before we start doing uh, anything, anything else. Um, however, none of the work that has been done over there includes an HVAC system. And uh, that building needs a new HVAC system. Uh, so that our goal is for us to, to make it through now, from now to March 3rd, obviously finish up what we've already started there, and as finances permit, uh, begin to maybe do some other things over on that property. But the goal for the vision offering, one of the goals, obviously we use our vision offering to put on the Red Hot Preaching Conference. We use our vision offering to put on the Next Generation Youth Rally. We use our vision offering to support our missionary and to do missions work. But something we're going to have to do is raise money for this HVAC. And we don't know what that cost is now, right now, but I, I'm, I'm telling you right now, it's going to be 100000 or more. Uh, so we're, we're going to have to raise that, uh, this vision offering. So just be in prayer for that. And, you know, I was talking to my friend, Pastor Thompson, about this, and, and he, he told me that, uh, for the vision offering, my, I, I should preach a sermon, he said, where I just tell the people that my vision is that this place over there, that building, is going to be hotter than hell in the summer <laughs> if we don't raise the money for that HVAC system, all right? So anyway, those were his words, not mine. But um, that's, that's something that we need to do. Um, and then, of course, continue to remodel things over there as the finances allow. One dream that I have on top of all this, and this is the point where I mean like people get scared because I just, whatever. But one thing that I would like to see our church do, and I think it's possible, um, is on top of all these things, finishing the work we're doing over there, there's some other things that need to be done over there, and then of course the HVAC, which that's probably going to be a nightmare, but um, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. One thing that I would like to see our church do is pay an additional $100,000 towards that mortgage above our regular payment in 2024. Now, if that didn't scare you, let me tell you the rest of my vision. And the rest of my vision is that we do that every year for the next 10 years. Um, that for the next 10 years, we pay $100,000 over the mortgage, um, over the regular payments that we uh, have already committed to make um, so that we can, by God's grace, have that property completely debt-free 
anywhere between 10 and, and 15 years um, is what I would like for us to, to, to see us do. If you don't think that's possible, I don't know what to tell you, but I, I know this, that uh, unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. And, and that's who I'm praying to, and I'm praying that you'll pray along uh, with me uh, regarding that. Now, you're there in James. Go, go to Hebrews chapter number 6, if you would. Hebrews chapter number 6. I'm not going to start my Wednesday night Bible study, okay? I just want, I just want to show you one, one verse. And uh, I, hope that, I hope that helps. Um, that's, that's, I just wanted to share some of those things with you tonight and, 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 and give you some important dates um, that you need to plan and ask you to, to pray for some of these things. There's other things that I'd like for us to do, but I'm not willing to share those at this time. So the, that's all you need, I think, for now. But um, be in prayer uh, that the Lord uh, help us and help us in these things and help us uh, with these uh, burdens. Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 3 is a passage that we actually dealt with last week. Um, but I felt like the writer of Hebrews said it so well um, as far as capturing my intentions uh, with the things that I've spoken with you about regarding the things I'd like to see us do. So I, I'd like to just read this verse as we finish tonight. And I understand that I'm taking it completely out of context, and I understand that. But um, I think it captures my heart. When I, we talk about these things that we'd like to accomplish and things that we'd like to do in 2024, my heart is this, Hebrews 6 and verse 3, and this will we do if God permits. And, uh, and I believe that if the Lord helps us and aids us and guides us, um, then we can do anything. All things are possible with God. And I hope you'll get excited about the things that are upcoming for Verity Baptist Church. I think the greatest year of this church's history is coming. And I hope that you'll be a part of it. I hope you pray. hope you'll get involved. And uh, don't get scared but uh, have, have faith in God. Let's bow our heads and have a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, Lord, we love you, and we, we thank you for our church, Lord. And of course, we've had many people saved and baptized and, and many wonderful things going on and happening uh, during this year, Lord, and we pray that you would continue to help those things to happen. And Lord, we pray that you would continue uh, to help those things to go forward. And Lord, we ask that you would help us, and uh, we are a needy people. We need your help, Lord. We need your help to accomplish many of these things that we want to do, and Lord, we're praying that your Holy Spirit would help us, guide us, be with us. Lord, help us to have a great year next year. Help us to see many people saved and the church to grow, not just physically, but spiritually. Lord, I pray that you'd help us to deepen our walk with you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. Well, God bless you. Thanks for being here tonight. Let me just give you some instructions just real quickly. 